and welcome into, I guess, a special edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. It's Sunday, July 5th. Thomas Miller, thank you for poking in. We're going to keep this really short. I just wanted to do a little armchair quarterbacking on the lunar eclipse that we had overnight between July 4th and July 5th. The exact times of it were, were given out on Friday. And obviously, if you're listening to this, posted quite a ways past, it has already happened. But I wanted to just give you a little personal story and then kind of unpack maybe some of the other things that have happened around this eclipse. So the eclipse took place basically on either side of midnight between July 4th and July 5th. And that's in the U.S., of course. Regardless, at this point, because it's already happened, the moon and the sun were at 13 degrees, the moon in Capricorn, the sun in Cancer. Now, this will be the last eclipse on this Capricorn-Cancer line because the eclipses follow uh, the nodes of the moon, which have moved into Sagittarius and Gemini. So once this, this kind of completes the package, this is the closed parentheses, if you will, on this series of eclipses, this Capricorn Cancer package. Now we'll move to Sagittarius Gemini after this. The interesting thing about this eclipse is it didn't have a lot of corresponding aspects. So the moon was up there in Capricorn. Of course, we also know who else is in Capricorn. Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn. Did those names ring a bell? (laughs) All in retrograde, by the way. But they're at least 10 degrees away. So Jupiter and Pluto are still conjoined, locked in together at 23 degrees Capricorn. The moon was at 13, so that's 10 degrees. That's pretty wide. The sun is down in Cancer at 13 degrees. So is retrograde Mercury, but it's at 7 degrees. So there's a 6-degree orb, again, pretty wide. Uranus is sextile to the sun. We could call that one for sure. And Mars, this is the interesting one. So as I pick up my phone and I read the headlines of what happened over the weekend, of course, the big news story, I think, was this arrest of Gazelle Maxwell. So a lot of people are probably not sleeping very well right now, wondering what she's going to talk about. There were shootings in several places, one in Massachusetts in a mall, another in an an Alabama mall. There was one overnight in a nightclub in Greenville, South Carolina. What was that doing open? And then the one that kind of caught my eye was protesters tearing down a statue of Christopher Columbus in Baltimore and throwing it into the city's inner harbor. That one, to me, sounds like the protests of 250 years ago, the other time that Pluto was in Capricorn, which is the, would have been the protests around uh, protesting the British crown's rule of the new colonies that led to, of course, the Declaration of Independence, which was just celebrated yesterday in the United States, where they said, we're not taking it anymore. History runs in cycles, and this is the big cycle of the Pluto return, which in 2022, on this weekend or on on this holiday, July 4th, 2022, will be the Pluto return for the United States. 244 years ago, they were throwing British tea into the harbor in Boston. Fast forward to today, and they're throwing statues in the harbor in Baltimore. So with all of that, you have to ask, where's Mars? And Mars is square, this line of the eclipse. Now, it's not exactly square by degree. 
But if you take a line from Capricorn to Cancer, what is square to that? Well, on one side, Aries. On the other side, Libra. Where is Mars? In Aries. It hit me full on this past week. I was uh, on this sabbatical, as I've mentioned here, and just trying to get a little bit of time away. And I have this weekly radio show that I do in Dallas and just had all kinds of, would you go figure, Mercury retrograde technology problems around the Internet producing that from a distance. It all crescendoed and crashed on Thursday. And we got it done, but I just realized the right thing to do and the thing I needed to do was to get back to Dallas so that we could record in person next week and just take the technology chips off the table. So that's what I'm doing now is I'm actually in transit back to Texas. So just that disruptive, that, that is so characteristic of any kind of eclipse, full moon, etc., Mercury retrograde, throw some little Mars aggravation in there. Yeah, the whole package. So I think the lessons from this eclipse, the things to take forward, are that it definitely was exposing things. That's Eclipse Basics 101. It brings to light things that are hidden. And that will be some interesting headline reading coming up with Gisele Maxwell talking to authorities now in a different context. We have the typical effects of a, of a heightened, amplified Mercury retrograde because it is so close to the sun. It is in the house of cancer. So you would expect technological things to go wrong. I guess, hello, Thomas, what were you thinking? You should have thought that one through a little better, maybe. And you have Mars in a square position on top of nerves that are already just tender right now. So that obviously manifests as well. Something came to light over the last couple of days, too, that I'm going to package and put together as another free download. I don't have it done yet, and I will let you know when it is done, probably early to mid-next week. But I'm going to be taking a look at both the election and the inauguration, because I think we really need to set our sights on the fall and start to prepare accordingly for how that is for each of us of how we address the things that are coming in the next waves. Some of that, I think, will we will look back on this eclipse as kind of a kickoff point for. So that's my take on it. I will see you guys tomorrow for the Fun Astrology Monday version as we kick off a brand new week post-eclipse and what will surely be an interesting couple of weeks here in July. Take care, have a great rest of the holiday, and I will see you early manana.